Earlier this week, the new chair of the Federal Trade Commission, Lena Khan, walked into a House chamber for a committee hearing on consumer protection. I'm pleased to appear before you today to discuss the 16 bills under consideration by the subcommittee. Thank you for Khan told the committee that she plans to use her position to challenge big business. Market dominance often allows companies to renege on commitments, evade the law, and repeatedly violate commission orders. But some of the toughest questions Khan faced weren't about her views on business. Rather, the way she's been running the agency. Republican lawmakers raised concerns that Khan is grabbing control and cutting them out of the process. We're doing the best we can to make sure that information is available while dealing okay. seriously with the severe resource you're, limits we you're have. You're the chair. You're the chair. You set the tone. And it appears that there is an effort to consolidate power and decision-making into your hands. That's not the way that it has worked in the past. And I don't believe that's the way... But there's another reason that some in Congress are opposing the new FTC chair. Khan is an antitrust watchdog with a history of going after big tech. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Friday, July 30th. Coming up on the show, how Lena Khan is laying the groundwork for a new era in business regulation. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Our colleague Ryan Tracy covers tech policy and has been following Lena Khan's career. Lena Khan is a writer. She's an academic. She's a former congressional staffer and government official. And she's a leader of a progressive movement that views monopoly power as a huge problem in the economy. Khan is the youngest person to chair the FTC. She's 32 years old. And the thing that really put Khan on the map was a paper she wrote in 2017 while still in law school called Amazon's Antitrust Paradox. This paper helped popularize a new way of thinking about monopoly power. In it, Khan argued that the government didn't go far enough to protect consumers because antitrust enforcement focused largely on prices. In her paper about Amazon, she talks about how if you just look at prices and you're thinking about consumer welfare, it would be hard for you to see anything wrong with Amazon because often prices on Amazon are lower than they appear to be in other places online. And Amazon does a lot of things that consumers love. What that may miss is the impact that Amazon has on other businesses because Amazon is sort of a gatekeeper that a lot of small businesses have to go through to get to customers now. And that that potentially is harming competition, harming innovation, having all these other effects that may not be measured if you're just looking at 
prices in the way that antitrust laws often have in recent decades. This paper landed Khan in the spotlight. Amazon objected to it. The company said they did have, quote, intense and well-established competition. That was about four years ago, when Khan was still a law student. But now she's in charge of a major government agency. A lot of people know the FTC exists. What does it actually do? It brings enforcement actions. It sues companies when they do bad things. It writes rules and regulations. For example, it has rules on contact lenses or the labels on your clothing that tell you how you're supposed to care for the clothing. And it also does some public outreach. So I should be grateful to the FTC for knowing whether my clothes can go in the dryer or not? There is an FTC rule on care labeling. Yeah, that's right. How much spin cycle it should have? Well, we don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but there's actually a whole debate about what the label should say, whether they say enough. I learned recently there's something called wet cleaning, which is different than dry cleaning, and apparently the rules aren't very friendly to wet cleaning, the rules of what the label should say. So these are the things on Lena Khan's plate. That's right. Yeah, you know, it's the SEC regulates Wall Street. The Environmental Protection Agency looks after the energy industry and clean water. The FTC looks after all of commerce and trade. And so it's a huge remit that this agency has. But Khan's path to the top of the FTC was in some ways unconventional. Usually, before confirmation hearings, a president identifies which of the five FTC commissioners would be their pick for chair. But when Biden first nominated Khan, he didn't say he'd pick her to lead the agency. So when Khan was being confirmed, lawmakers had no idea that she would eventually become the chair. I was surprised at how little opposition to her there was during the confirmation hearing. You know, this is someone who is clearly liberal, and you would have expected some Republicans to be concerned about that. But she's also someone who's been very critical of large technology companies, and there is bipartisan agreement about that. And so we didn't see Republicans grilling her in the way that they might grill some of the other really liberal nominees that the president is putting forward. The Senate voted across party lines to confirm her nomination as commissioner. And then... Now a source telling us that she would actually lead the agency, someone who is noted as a vocal critic of big tech companies. President Biden named Lena Khan as chair of the Federal Trade Commission after the Senate confirmed her earlier in the day. So this really shows you the direction that the Biden administration wants to take antitrust enforcement, and that is much more seriously. You know, this is something so she was nominated as commissioner and then confirmed by the Senate. Then... Biden chose her to be chair of the commission. So he kind of like pulled a fast one. So there were some Republicans in particular who felt a little bit hoodwinked and said that if they had known that she was going to lead the agency as opposed to just being one of five commissioners, they would have scrutinized her record a lot more closely. A White House official said the president has no obligation to say which FTC commissioner will lead the agency. So in her first weeks as chair of the FTC, what has Khan done in that role? She hasn't made any massive policy changes yet, 
But she has done a few things very differently than her predecessors. She's had two open public meetings. They were held virtually, but the five commissioners are all there on video debating and discussing some policy changes and then voting on them. And they also took comments from the public during these meetings. This is something that the FTC hasn't done for decades. Now that Khan is in a powerful position and has shown she's willing to rewrite the rules, the forces against her are piling up, including two of the biggest companies in the world. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Mercury. There's an art to making the complex feel simple. Everything should be in sync so that even the smallest part serves a bigger purpose. Simplicity can transform your business operations. That's why Mercury powers your financial workflows from the bank account, giving ambitious companies like yours the precision, control, and focus they need to perform at their best. Apply in minutes at mercury.com. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers, removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. When Khan took over leadership of the FTC, Amazon publicly challenged her objectivity, citing her past statements and writings. The FTC has an active antitrust investigation of Amazon, and Amazon has sort of preemptively asked for Lena Khan to be recused from that investigation and any action the agency might take as a result. Two weeks later, Facebook, which is being sued by the FTC over antitrust, came out with a similar argument. In Facebook's view, she should be an impartial observer of these facts. You know, she's brought onto this job. She has access to the evidence that the agency has. And then she makes a judgment, keeping the public interest in mind and upholding her oath to the Constitution and, you know, all these things that public officials are supposed to do. And if she's already formed her view, then how can she do that? That's Facebook's argument. The FTC's case against Facebook predates Khan but it gets right at the heart of her philosophy. It doesn't look at prices for consumers. Instead, it focuses on how Facebook's acquisitions of companies like WhatsApp and Instagram stifled competition and hurt consumers. And what the FTC says is, we may not have challenged these mergers back when they happened, but when you look at the whole picture, we think Facebook wasn't making these mergers for good business reasons. We think they were trying to keep competitors out and to create a monopoly for themselves. Big, high-visibility cases like these are important, but they aren't Khan's only priority. And she's got a lot of other things that she wants to do. You know, she wants to write rules that aim to boost competition and target unfair business practices in sectors across the economy. Khan's plans for the agency were the focus of this week's House hearing. And lawmakers came with a laundry list of what they wanted the FTC to enforce. Everything from online fraud and ransomware to protections for veterans and older adults. Khan had her own message for lawmakers. Congress, please give us more money. And if you want us to do all these things well, 
we're going to need more resources. But Republicans voiced their displeasure over Khan's early steps that they say indicate she's consolidating power. Here's Republican Congresswoman Kathy Rogers. I continue to hear that the FTC needs additional funding, staff, authorities. But if decisions are being made behind the scenes, unilaterally, it really makes it hard to justify such requests. Despite some critique, Ryan says that Khan held her own in the hearing. I once had someone who had testified before Congress tell me that really what you're trying to do is not lose when you're under pressure. And I think she didn't make any errors or have any blow-up moments, you know. It was a fairly even-keeled hearing from her, and to the extent she got pushback, it was really on this issue of how she's running the agency, what the agency's internal process and policies and procedures have been under her leadership. And a lot of that is coming from Republicans on the commission being frustrated that she's, in their view, cutting her out of the process. And, you know, she responded to that by saying she was open to thinking about how to do things differently. And that seemed to satisfy lawmakers, at least for now. Why does it matter if Congress is happy with her or not? Look, in terms of conducting her daily business, she's already got this job. Congress doesn't have any direct say about that. On the other hand, she does have things she needs from Congress. And if she wants to get those things, she's got to have support from Democrats and probably also from Republicans, at least on some of them, because some of that legislation will have to be bipartisan to get through. After the hearing, Khan held a press conference. She stayed on message and didn't ruffle feathers. But there was one notable thing. She had a book with her. A book about a century-old action by the FTC. She said it had a fairly boring title like Federal Trade Commission Report on Meatpacking Industry. And basically, as she described it, it was the commission's investigation into this industry and how it worked and how different companies might have had power over different segments of the supply chain and that sort of thing. She also noted kind of with a laugh that the FTC had tried to take action on that industry and that Congress ended up thinking the agency had gone too far and limiting its jurisdiction with respect to that industry, which I thought was kind of an interesting comment given that in a lot of people's view, she may try to herself push the bounds of the FTC's legal authority. That's all for today, Friday, July 30th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Your hosts are Ryan Knudsen and me, Kate Leinbaugh. The show's produced by Katherine Brewer, Pia Godkari, Annie Minoff, Laura Morris, Afif Nasuli, Ricky Nevetsky, Enrique Perez de la Rosa, Sarah Platt, Willa Rubin, Matthew Sherman, Matthew Schiltz, Annie Rose Strasser, and John White. Our engineers are Peter Leonard, Griffin Tanner, and Nathan Singapak. Our theme music is by So Wiley. Additional music this week from Katherine Anderson, Bobby Lord, Emma Munger, So Wiley, and Blue Dot Sessions. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasulka and Amelia Schoenbeck. Thanks for listening. See you Monday.